What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of the UI Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Peter Widdham. You can find myself and this podcast at uibuzz.com. In this episode, yeah, I'm going to touch finally on this whole Unity thing with their changes and their terms and conditions and the charges and everything else, because I wanted to wait and let it play out a bit, because I knew for sure that there was no way Unity was going to go with their original plan. It just received such a backlash, but I got an updated email this morning from Unity, um, which is what I'll be quoting here, and it points to their FAQ. And I'm gonna gonna cover these changes here in case you do not know what the latest is. And this is kind of one of those good news on the surface kind of things, I guess is how I'm gonna phrase this. And I'll get into it here and, and share some thoughts. So for quickly, for those of you who don't know, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, Unity changed their pricing structures and frankly, they were crazy, right? I, I can't believe that they even thought for five seconds this thing was going to work. And of course, you know, now they've changed them a few times and screwed it up and made it even worse and changed them again. So here's the latest as of my email that I got today, which is Friday, September 22nd. And I'm going to quote from the email here from, from Unity. So basically, they start by saying, of course, you know, hey, uh, open letter to our community. I'll put a link in the show notes. And they say, you know, oops, we made a mistake. Uh, come on, seriously, stop saying that now, because it wasn't funny the first time. You knew what you were doing. And I can't believe for one second you thought this would work. So here's the changes that they are changing yet again. But this is the latest that I've got. Unity Personal will have no runtime fee and the splash screen will be optional. I feel like they threw that in there to throw us a bone, right? Because the splash screen never used to be optional. And I feel like they put that in there as a sacrificial lamb. Anyway, the Unity Personal plan will remain free and there will be no runtime fees for games built with the plan. We will be increasing the revenue limit from 100,000 US dollars to 200,000. US dollars, and we will remove the requirement to use the Made with Unity splash screen, starting with the LTS version releasing in 2024, currently referred to as the 2023 LTS or later. Okay, that's good news, obviously, for, for indies and, and those who are making now less than $200,000, which I suspect is quite a few of us. So, you know, on the one hand, I do want to say, well done, Unity. You've gone back to a sensible thing, right? You should never have changed it to begin with, but you've gone back to realizing that these folks were never going to be in a position to give you the money to begin with, and you are crazy to think so. So there's that. Runtime fee is forward-looking. For Unity Pro and Enterprise, the runtime fee does not apply to any games created with any currently supported Unity versions. It only applies to games created with or upgraded to the LTS version releasing in 2024, currently referred to as the 2023 LTS or later. That's a big change because they were going to try and do some crazy ass scheme where they could basically charge you for, uh, it's like back pay in reverse, right? They wanted to charge you for things that were already out there. Again, Unity what were you thinking, right? So you're only going to charge going forward like, you know, 
every other sensible company in the industry. I'm sorry, I'm not going to pat you on the back for doing what you should have done to begin with, but okay, there it is. Now, editor terms. We will make sure that you can stay on the terms applicable for the version of Unity you are using, as long as you keep using that version. This is another thing where they were trying to slip in there that they wanted to change the terms and conditions somewhat retroactively for things, right? And you can change terms and conditions in an agreement that you already have with the user. If a user has agreed to terms and conditions of something at a particular point, that is the ones they are beholding to, right? And the company is beholding to. You can't then go change them and say, look, uh, we know you haven't agreed to this one, but this is the one that now applies. That's not how it works, Unity, right? So again, I can't pat you on the back for doing something that's just legally sensible, <laughs> right? And then finally, runtime fee self-reported. On a monthly basis, you have a choice of the lesser of 2.5% review share or the calculated amount based on unique initial engagements. Both are self-reported from data you already have available. You will always be billed the lesser amount. Now, I feel like this sort of works with their, you may recall their acquisition somewhat controversially. Again, everything's always controversial with Unity. They bought a company a while back that is basically the technology that I think that they were going to use for this, right? To track those downloads and charge the per install fee, which by the way, they won't be charging for either now, they say. Um, and they were going to use that technology to do that. And the problem with that is it was real sketchy and probably was never going to work to begin with. So those are the all of the updated changes in the email that I got this morning. Again, I will put a link to the open letter on our, uh, that they've got on their blog. I'll put that in the show notes. Now, I guess this is where the editorial part comes in. Unity could have avoided all of this and still changed made changes to their, their their pricing, right? The problem is that Unity as a company, in particular the CEO, um, absolutely dreadful at making decisions other than how do we make as much money as we can. Now, apparently, I, you know, I, I've heard this from several sources, um, Unity has never made a profit as such, and this was never going to help them make a profit. All they've done here and all they will continue to do is find ways to destroy the company while they have their current leadership. That's my opinion. Um, you only have to look at all the stupid things that was tried to be done at, at Electronic Arts when, you know, the person was there and that didn't work either. It blows my mind that they just didn't fire the CEO, period, right? But then I remember, yeah, okay, but the board, you know, probably are all... They're all in on this together in a way that it's like, look, they want to make money, right? And they saw this as a way to make money, even though I can't believe for one second they actually thought this would work. If they really felt these original ideas were going to work, they are so detached from reality and the reality of their user base that it blows my mind that anybody's even using them as a company and their services anymore. Anyway, that's just my take on it. Now, going forward... You know, obviously, an awful lot of people have jumped ship on Unity. A lot of big, uh, well-known indie and otherwise companies have said, that's it, we're done, we're out of here. 
and of course, a lot of users as well. Now, the thing is, do I think this will bring people back to those platforms? No, because this is not the first time Unity has done stupid things and they will continue to do stupid things and continue to try and pull off things like this, right? Whilst the current leadership is still in the company. Now, I, you know, I'm already using other engines, but I'm in a position where I can do that. My full-time gig is not game development based on Unity services. So I have that option. For all of those folks out there who have current existing games or things in production, I'm sure it probably didn't necessarily change their plans to begin with, but it may have changed their future plans. Now, you'll probably, you know, this will probably sway some of them to say, okay, and go back and, and keep using Unity. Hey, that's their choice. I got no problem with that. And I don't think anyone else should give them a hard time either. But that said, um, all of this should serve to remind folks that, you know, Unity is a, is a wonderful engine and a wonderful tool to use. But the company that runs it is a disaster zone for the most part, in my opinion, <laughs> right? And this is nothing new to those who've been following these things to begin with over time. Um, I think Unity has done irreparable damage to itself with this. And I think the consequences will continue to hurt them. Um, frankly, they deserve it for the stupid decisions they made. That's just my opinion. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. There are other options out there. I've been exploring those other options on my live streams and will continue to do so. I think that's a good practice to begin with. You should never rely on one company or one service or one tool for anything if you plan to be in, you know, the long game for things, right? That's just my take on it. You should always be looking at other tools anyway, just to know what's out there in case some other company does something like this and causes you problems. That's just my take on it. But in this episode, I just wanted to share those updates with you. I'm going to say, do what you think is right for you or your team or discuss it as a team or as a company or whatever. That's what you should be doing all the time anyway. But in some ways, all of this drama with Unity has served to bring a lot of this to the surface where perhaps folks had never thought about these things and now they are. So there's a good side to that. With that, I'm going to leave it there and I will speak to you in the next episode.